Buckle those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Things that the producer almost didn't do right starting this show, and that's hitting the wrong button to actually open the show. But we won't make that mistake again, and somehow all the right sounds played, and now we're having Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which, if I had hit the wrong button, you would never know that that's what you're listening to right now. But it's all good. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and Seth Eggert are around tonight's round table, and we are getting set to basically play Countdown to Memorial Day weekend. Tom... Much racing, big excite, or, you know, words to that effect. I was trying to do the Dogecoin thing, and I just failed miserably at it. So I'm 0 for 2 tonight. Um, save us. We have two guests, though, that will uh, help at least, you know, even the, the 0 for 2 score, if not make it a little bit better. Nathan Bird coming back with us tonight. And uh, I got a chance to catch up with Carson Hosevar from Nice Motorsports, who is looking for a great run this weekend in the uh, Truck Series race Friday night. That'll be a lot of fun to hear from. Yeah, both of those uh, guests will be excellent guests. Uh, I talked to Nathan a couple of days ago. Really good interview. He is he's pulling a triple header at Lucas Oil Raceway. That's really unusual. So he'll uh, tell us about that a little later. But yeah, this is a uh, this is a race fan's dream or a racing addict's dream this weekend. It's missing Monaco, which obviously was this past weekend this year. F1 taking it off the traditional Memorial Day weekend uh, uh, part of the the calendar. Uh, But, you know, we've still got the Indy 500 and we've got the Coke 600 and a whole lot of great short track racing around the country as well. So uh, big weekend of racing, Jacob, and, uh, you know, glad to be back for the madness tonight to dive into some NASCAR and really talk about all of it. So I learned something, by the way, before we go to break. It wasn't actually F1 that quote-unquote moved the Monaco Grand Prix. As it turns out, Monaco stayed in its traditional quote-unquote space because Memorial Day is always the last Monday in May. Usually, that is aligned with the fourth weekend in May. However, uh, in this case, there are five Sundays in May, therefore Memorial Day moves, etc., etc. Monaco, because it's on a street course, is always the fourth Sunday in May regardless. So that's why that changed. It wasn't F1, it was the circuit. We'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll dive into the racing right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman joined by Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and Seth Eggert around tonight's uh, roundtable on tonight's program. All those phrases that are getting twisted and tied and tongue-tied in my brain tonight. It's it's just going to be one of those shows. I have a feeling. Anyhow, uh, Memorial Day weekend. We started talking about it prior to the break. We're going to continue talking about it here. Tom, I'll start with you. If the Indy 500 is about tradition, 105 years worth, the Coca-Cola 600 is about pageantry, it is about salute to service, all those things that NASCAR has done over 62 years of this event, it is also about the longest race in the sport, and all of those things will be on display Sunday night, Charlotte Motor Speedway. And the good news is, well, for the first time since... February 2020 at Daytona, I actually get to be inside a racetrack and watch a NASCAR race, which I'm very much looking forward to. Well, that should be fun. I will uh, watch it from the comforts of my home. Um, and uh, But yeah, it should be... Uh, I mean, look, the Coke 600 is NASCAR's granddaddy, really. I mean, it's the longest race of the year. It's Memorial Weekend. It's all about... Uh, the troops and the celebration of America um, and everything that's good about stock car racing. So um, I'm excited about it. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting uh, because Peter, sometimes it doesn't turn out to be the greatest of races, but um, it's, it's, uh, I mean, Martin Truex made it uh, a stomping a couple of years back, but um it's still, to me, the most intriguing race with the sort of light to dark 
fitness uh, transition and all of that, I think it uh, it really becomes a race that nobody can predict and everyone really enjoys. It really is a tough race to predict, Tom. Drivers, crew chiefs, whomever say every year how temperature sensitive the track surface at Charlotte is. This race starting in the late afternoon around 6 p.m. and it'll it'll end close to 10, if not 11 o'clock at night. So it'll go through several transitions. And yes, this race is always so tough to predict with that extra 100 miles, four stages and more points than any other race on the calendar. It'll certainly be interesting to see who gets all those points. That it will. And Seth, I know that's been a big talking point going in on the cup side. But if you're talking about points, I think for the Xfinity Series and the Camping World Truck Series this weekend, those two races, points are just as critical for a lot of teams because you and I have had this discussion a few times going into the weekend that teams in those divisions are trying to lock themselves in before qualifying goes away again for a couple of months. That they are, and one team, uh, Jordan Anderson, actually found a way of doing it without even having to qualify for uh, Mid-Ohio by putting Josh Berry in the car since he won earlier this year. He is locked into every race for the rest of the year by virtue of that win. Interesting. So th there is that, which is a major benefit and, and a positive for Jordan Anderson. Right now, we know that is only for the middle. At least they've only announced it for being mid-Ohio. I know the hope is, Seth, that uh, that they'll have enough points by that point that they won't have to worry about a specific driver being in the car. But, Tom, regardless, I like a chance for Josh Berry. And to me, that was one of the bigger news stories of the week. Well, it was because we all have speculated as to, well, what happens with Josh when Sam Mayer uh, comes in to Junior Motorsports to take over the eight car. And, you know, so far, uh, Josh is making out all right. And I'm glad to see this for both he and Jordan Anderson. I know Jordan would love to be in his own car, but, you know, right now it really kind of comes down to a situation where you you take the best deal that you can take. And Josh certainly is it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with that car. It's a great piece. It's a, an RCR piece basically um, with a lot of tech support there. So there's no reason Josh shouldn't be able to go to the front with it. If uh, he and the car are both in sync. Agreed. I mean, you, you sit back and you look at this, Peter. We love opportunities coming to people that deserve them. And there's no question in my mind that Josh has earned everything that's come his way this year. And, you know, it, it to me, it's a partnership that Chevrolet has helped deliver him because... Uh, JAR is using equipment from RCR and and you know Chevy obviously Josh being a part of the uh, the Drivers Edge development program as far as mentoring some of their younger drivers on the short track side he's a big piece of what Chevrolet is doing right now in the Xfinity series so all these things kind of tie together if you dig a little bit underneath the uh, underneath the surface Absolutely. I don't think there's two more deserving people in this sport than Jordan Anderson and Josh Berry. So I love seeing this collaboration between both of them. I just hate that Josh isn't playoff eligible by virtue of missing the Daytona road course race. But oh, well, maybe next year he'll be able to run the full tour. And I know I've talked to L.W. Miller a couple of times since the win at Martinsville that Josh got, and that is kind of what they're eyeballing at this point, is putting a program together for Josh in 2022 and working to uh, get some sponsorship 
towards that end. So all things that we can keep an eye on, and, and Josh knows, he said it before, in, including in an interview on this show, that, uh, that you know, I, he'll take whatever he can get at this point because it can only help him going, going forward, and uh, that, that's, that's big all the way around. Turning the focus back to the Cup Series for a couple of minutes, uh, Tom, we talked right off the uh, off the cuff there about four stages, the longest race of the year, all those that can be variables over the course of a race. This is a race the last couple years because of the package and other factors that has kind of been a, a strategy and a track position race as much as anything. This race is a mental race in more than one facet, and it takes a driver who can keep that focus and plan ahead over the course of 400 laps, 600 miles that usually ends up in victory lane. And I feel like that's why we see guys win it two, three, four, five times, because once you figure out the key to doing it, it gets easier and easier to replicate that formula, it seems like. Well, I don't know about replicating the formula. I think I understand what you're saying, uh, and you're right. In theory, once you've won it once, you kind of know how to strategize. Um, and I guess in that sense, you're right. It, it it can become sort of formulaic, but I think that a lot of the secret to drivers winning it multiple times is more just about experience Um in general than it is necessarily experience in the 600 because of course you know you never know how cautions are going to fall fuel strategy comes into play and all of that is you know obviously um it varies greatly from one year to the next in terms of the race so i just think that you know a lot of times you see guys win this two three four times they're veterans for the most part you're not seeing a lot of first and second and third year drivers duplicating wins in this race yet i think you have to be around a while to really kind of understand how to uh run this event so i think it's more just about experience in general than it is necessarily um something that you can carry from year to year because each of these 600s seem to be a little different Storyline of the weekend, Seth, on the cup side in about a minute here. Hendrick Motorsports last weekend tied Petty Enterprises at 268 Cup Series wins. That's most all time. Hendrick Motorsports has the record by one team for Cup Series wins in the Coca-Cola 600. However, of their four drivers, they have a combined whopping goose egg. Zero Coca-Cola 600 wins between the four of them. Can they change that Sunday? I believe they can, especially with the way Larson has been running, let alone William Byron and Chase as well. I mean, it's hard to pick just one of the Hendrick drivers to run well at this point. I tend to agree with that, but it's it's one of those moments where you sit back and you look at it and go, well, they've all been running well. The question is, can they run well and be there at the end of 600 miles to capitalize? Obviously, we have saw Casey Kane in past years win it. Uh, three times we you know we've seen Jimmy Johnson of course dominate it seemed like for for years in the mid 2000s the 600 and and Charlotte Motor Speedway then Lowe's Motor Speedway was Jimmy's house so uh, you know won that race three or four times we saw Jeff Gordon find success you know the list goes on but of their young drivers as Tom mentioned this is a veterans race can the young guys kind of upset that curve a little bit this weekend more NASCAR conversation on the other side of a commercial break this is Motorsports Madness powered by my computer career and we'll be back right around the turn. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert, as we continue on tonight's show, counting down to Memorial Day weekend, the Coke 600. We'll have a little bit of Indianapolis 500 conversation later in the show as well. But uh, right now, kind of focusing on the NASCAR set in the Queen City and this I say NASCAR, but you know it's four races, Tom, in three days with uh, 
three NASCAR series and a NASCAR-owned series because you've got the ARCA race making a doubleheader with Xfinity on Saturday. So this is big in that there's a lot of racing over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it's also the first race with fully open grandstands since the start of the pandemic. I mean, this is a big deal this weekend. And to me, as I sit back and look at where we were this time a year ago when we were just coming back to racing, I think it's fitting, isn't it, that the first race fully open grandstands again. Charlotte brought us back to, or Charlotte helped bring us back to NASCAR racing, and, and now they have an opportunity to really bring things, you know, closer to a semblance of normal um, over the next three nights. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that really is the story of the weekend that the fans are back, and that uh, you know this can sort of feel like a more normal Coke Six Hundred again. I mean, the energy that flows through the Charlotte Motor Speedway from the spotters stand on top of the, the VIP suites all the way to the uh, infield and the garage, you know, pit road, um, the grandstands, of course, the energy that flows through it on a, you know, Coke 600 weekend is just incredible, especially for the race itself, Seth. And I feel like this really is um, a, a rebirth in a sense. And also, too, I feel like this has been a really intriguing NASCAR season with a lot of different winners. And I think it's fitting that we go into the Coke 600 not really knowing what in the world to expect because this has been a season of the unexpected. I always expect the unexpected with the Coke 600, to be quite honest. Uh, you never exactly know what's going to happen. It's a little bit like Indy in a sense uh, that it's a one of the marquee races of the year, of the season, no matter what you do, no matter how you word it. And just because of that, the amount of prestige that this race holds is at least for NASCAR, aside from the Daytona 500 and the Southern 500, uh, unmatchable. I tend to agree with that. I mean, we've had the discussion about crown jewels and, and otherwise, Peter, on this show in the past, but I don't think there's any denying that this race is one of the top three races of the entire season that drivers want to win. You've got this race, you've got the Daytona 500, which is obviously number one, and the Southern 500 in the fall, which I, you know, you, you can argue either way whether Charlotte and Darlington are two, three, or vice versa. But you know, those are the those are the big ones, the ones that everybody wants on their on their resume to try and have over the course of a career. And you know, this one has proven to be one of the harder ones to win for a lot of drivers. You said it perfectly. You just look at the list of drivers who have won the Coke 600. It's a veritable who's who of Hall of Famers and all-time great driving talents, whether you have Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Darrell Waltrip, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. The list just goes on and on of great drivers, great champions who have won this race, and that just shows how tough it is to win. I would agree with that. And I think at the end of the day, it is tough to win tom because there's no longer race on the schedule than this race that extra hundred miles you might not think of it being as much but 
mentally, these drivers have, I've talked to a lot of drivers who have said that extra hundred miles, you really feel it from a, men maybe not as much from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, it does wear on you and you've got to be, you've got to still try and be at your best in those last 65 to 70 laps to give yourself a shot to win this race. You know, this race is, is one lost and made in that, you know, final 70 laps or so because the final pit stop traditionally is there. I mean, that's where the difference usually is made. Well, it's a good point, and I agree with everything that you said insofar as it goes. You obviously have to have the mental endurance as well as physical endurance to get to that last stretch, and you don't want to have a mistake going down the stretch but I really feel like, Jacob, that a lot of times this race is actually won and lost in the overall strategy of transition from the late afternoon into the darkness and how you manage the change that in the car and in, in, and in the track temperature and so forth, which, again, varies from year to year. You never know what kind of a day you're going to get. So I think a lot of times the, the, the crew chief is just as important here in, in how they set up the car and how you manage the car throughout the race, especially with that transition thrown in, because it can be a monkey wrench. Um, but you are also correct in saying that this, this race can certainly be lost in the last 70 laps. Um, you know, and, and so it often comes down to fuel mileage. It's just a really amazing event the way that it, it often plays out and, and uh, you know, oftentimes you don't really know who's going to be fast at the end of the race until we actually get into the evening and again, see who's, whose teams were on top of that transition and kept the setup right throughout the event. I want to go around the table now and kind of, of shift gears just for a minute, uh, whether it's on the track or off the track, pageantry or race action, um, Tom, then Peter, then Seth, do you have a, a, a favorite memory or, or a particular memory of the Coke 600 uh, through the years that you've been paying attention that stands out? I see I, stru I struck Tom speechless for a minute. Wow. I, I asked a good question. All right, Peter. Well, the first 600 I went to as a fan wasn't actually until 2017, and that was the year Austin Dillon won it on fuel mileage, beating out Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex, and Kyle Busch, and seeing the three-car return to victory lane for the first time in close to 17 years to the day. That was, was a really special night for me in the grandstands, waiting through the rain delay and everything, and it's just a night I'll never forget. So that has to take the cake for me. Seth? <sighs> for me, um, at least the race that I am going to go to is 2005 Coke 600. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I don't remember who won that race off the top of my head. That was but, uh, that was in the middle of Jimmy's run of three straight. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in the middle of Jimmy's run. Uh, that was, God, that was one of the last races uh, that my entire family went as a family so it i i'd have to go with that one just because of the family memories all right tom i so we we're going through and and these two 
have had on-track Coke 600 uh, favorite memories, uh, but if you've got an off-track memory or something from the pageantry, the pre-race through the years that stands out, uh, don't be afraid to toss that in, but do, do you have a, a 600 memory that stands out over the years? Yeah, I'm going to give you two, uh, actually. First one is exactly the uh, same thing that was same year was just discussed, 2005, because it was actually um, I was sitting in the grandstand that night. We were just uh, at the beginning of of pit row. We had great seats. It was a very nice evening once the the sun went down, um, and you know obviously the longest race in history. And that I think, gosh, I don't even remember twenty two cautions or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like yeah, um, that was. It, and, it, it, uh, didn't it end you know, at like one thirty in the morning or something like that? Yeah, it was something late. like that. Uh, Jimmy beat out uh, beat out uh, Bobby Labonte and uh, just a great race. Now my I do have an off track one and it and it kind of is recurring right now and I'm thrilled that it is and that is every year it seems a new tradition now at Charlotte that uh, Lee Greenwood comes in and whereas at Indy you have back home again in Indiana Lee Greenwood singing. Um, God bless the USA has become tradition. That song always chokes me up. And, um, you know, and he does such a beautiful rendition of it. So that's my, uh, that's kind of the off track part of it for me, but certainly the 2005 race, because uh, I was in the stands and, and with some friends and just enjoyed it so much. That was, uh, was a long race, but we didn't really care. We were just chilling in the stands, having a good time watching it. The 2012 race that Casey Kane won with Hendrick Motorsports in the five car is one that stands out to me um, just because I don't know that anybody was quite expecting that one to happen. And, and um, you know, Casey jumped out and, and made, you know, kind of made a statement with that win, I felt like. So that was one to me that was kind of a little twist to the unexpected that, that I, I've always remembered as far as ones that I've been there for. But I feel, and good grief, Tom, you and I know this because H.A. Humpy Wheeler kind of made it famous through the years when he was the promoter there at Charlotte. There were so many different wacky things and cool salutes and just, you know, all that. Humpy was an all-out kind of guy when it came to making pre-race for the Coke 600 fun and making it special. And whether it was just to make you go wow or to make you choke up because of the honor in the military, there have just been so many of those type of moments during pre-race through the years that I feel like has always made that portion of Coke 600 weekend particularly special as well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, Humpy and the shows are just, I mean... <laughs> Those those were legendary, um, and now we have the concerts too. And I got yeah. to see ZZ Top there a few years ago, um, and you know that ZZ was one of my favorite bands. Hadn't been able to ever see them live, so it was fun to be able to to watch them during the pre race, and of course the the military and the troops and all of that that goes with that because right. um, that's a very big part of the event um, that we kind of I guess it just happens every year, and we don't necessarily yeah. highlight it like we should. But yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. We're going to step aside once again, take another quick break. Back with more madness right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. 
For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert remaining on tonight's program as we get to our first guest interview of the night. As mentioned off the top of the show, Birdman Nathan Bird comes back with us and going to perform a unique triple header this weekend at Lucas Oil Raceway at Indianapolis. Going to drive in a pavement midget, a silver crown car, and with the road to Indy, three very different classes all in the same day. It's the Carb Night Classic, and we talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he's running like 13 different cars this year. But here's Nathan Bird on three cars in one night. Talking with Nathan Bird, a.k.a. the Birdman, back on the Motorsports Madness show for the second time in just a few weeks because this is, of course, Indy 500 weekend. But for those who know about the festivities and the other things that go on in the Indianapolis area, 
There are many other big races and a lot of other uh, big events that happen during the week leading up to uh, Sunday's 500. And so Nathan is participating at Lucas Oil Raceway in a triple header. We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to go backwards just a little bit, Nathan, because, uh, again, you're running in about 12 or 13 different divisions this year. And two weeks ago, you actually traveled to the New England region uh, to a speedway I absolutely love, the Lee USA Speedway in Lee, New Hampshire, and raced in the NEMA Midget Series, which is a series that's uh, way older than you are, um, and uh, probably older than I am, too, actually, um, running with Bertrand Motorsports. It was your first experience in a wing midget. First of all, what do you think of the New England region, and what did you think of Lee USA Speedway, and then talk about uh, how things went, because you had a top-five finish your first time out. Yeah, so... Man, Lee, the, I mean, the whole New England region is nice. I mean, I'm always surprised when I'm able to go to a state and there's just trees everywhere. Like, oh, Arizona yeah. has no trees. We don't have actual trees. So it's always <laughs> nice to, to see some actual trees in the vicinity. But it's a treeless as, for, state. as for Lee USA Speedway, I mean, I was watching some YouTube videos and sort of trying to prepare and see if I, what I can get and glean from YouTube before I actually went out and raced. And it was a, actually, a, it's a lot bigger in person than what I thought was yeah. on YouTube. I thought it was like a really, really small track. Well, there but... it was at one point. They made it a little bigger. Okay. Yeah. Well, that might have been it, yeah. but. Yep. Two different, uh, two different track lengths over the years for there. But, uh, so how did you get hooked up with Bertrand Motorsports? How did this come together to go race in New England? So, I mean, my dad was pretty much. I think he was just looking up all these different sorts of like, cause midget racing is his thing. Like that's, he thinks if I can race a midget, I can race anything. And that's sort of like the developmental right. plan. And it's, he just was trying to find all the different sorts of midget series that we could run. I think he, I think he just found on the internet, like the Nima midget series. Okay. And he's like, huh, those look interesting. It's wing midgets. They're, they're faster, more downforce and it's a midget. So why not try and see who we can contact? And we ended up contacting Bertrand Motorsports, and they've been pretty much, like, running the show in terms of just, like, racing results and all that for uh, a few years now, like, yeah. winning championships and stuff. So we figured, hey, I might as well run with those guys, and we, we did. And uh, Lee USA Speedway, yeah, top five result. I think, um, yeah, fourth place finish wasn't too bad for my first go-around. Well, not at all, especially considering that you beat the house car with Todd Bertrand driving. He's last year's <laughs> champion. That was pretty slick. Yeah, and he I have to be fair. He did have a little bit of a setup thing. Like like it was just a bit understeering, you know, and but I mean, ultimately it's I gave a good maybe a little bit better feedback than he did. I'm just kidding, but um I'm I'm glad we were able to run together and I was able to keep the, the former reigning champion behind me or one of the previous champions behind me. I don't think he was the, the year before, but, yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, those cars are crazy to drive. 
And uh, it, it definitely is an adventure, and uh, Lee's quite a, a nice little facility. I really enjoy it a lot. I uh, haven't been there in a number of years since I've been out of the Northeast, but uh, used to love going up there to watch the Super Modifieds run. Um, okay, so uh, you also had the chance. You went from a midget to, and this is a great example of, of the diversity in your schedule. You went from a midget <laughs> at Lee USA Speedway on a short track oval to Barber Motorsports Park to get in an F1000 car on a road course. Um, talk a little bit about that experience. And uh, again, um, third place, second place, uh, you had a couple of nice finishes there. Uh, what, what did you uh, enjoy the most about uh, the road course at Barber and the F1000 car? Man, um, the first thing I have to say is that Barber Motorsports Park is probably the most impressive motorsports park racing facility that i've ever been to i mean it's like these guys probably spend millions of dollars on their landscaping upkeep each year just alone i'm like wow that's it's insane and these it's it's a really really nice facility and being able to run with arrive drive motorsports in the north american uh, f1000 series was quite a blast i was talking to james davison he just ran the coda cup race and he gave me a couple of tips about Barber, and, like, basically there's a right, an uphill right blind, like, right-hander. And he was basically saying, if you go too off there, you are you don't even try to get back to the track immediately. You have to pretty much run on the, the grass and slow down and then rejoin. So he gave me a couple pointers about Barber, and he said, if you can master that track, then it's a pretty, it's one of the more difficult tracks to, to run at. So if you can master that, you can uh, run pretty well at other locations. So I was... I'm pretty happy to hear that, and I'm I'm happy I was able to sort of show for it with my third place and second place finish. It was really fun to run those cars and uh, run against the competition there. I'm sure it was. Okay, and so now we look forward here as Indy Weekend approaches here. You're going to Lucas Oil Raceway, and I can't even <laughs> believe I'm about to say this. Um, you are going to run a Silver Crown car a midget and you're running what usf 2000 yeah usf 2000 okay so you're running three races in the same night on the oval track that's crazy i've heard of people doing the silver crown in the midget races but never uh combining that with an f2000 race um what are you doing to prepare for for all of that first of all and um, how do you even begin to process? Those are three very different styles and types of cars. <laughs> yeah, basically what I'm preparing, what I'm doing to prepare for it is racing because the best sort of fitness for racing is racing itself. And I just had a, a good uh, whiff of racing fitness in the F1000 car in the uh, yesterday. Yeah. So... But, I mean, honestly, there's no way you can actually prepare for the physical intensity that it's going to the it's gonna take to run three races, especially the USF 2000 car with no power steering. I mean, I've ran um, the Silver Crown there just testing. I ran one race in the Midget there, and I've also tested the USF 2000 car there. So I've got a good amount of laps around that track, but it doesn't take away from the, the physical necessity that it, it, it takes to drive those cars, especially the USF 2000 car with manual steering. Silver Crown, fortunately enough, has power steering, but the, I'm not sure if the Midget has power steering or not, but either way, they're all physical cars to drive, and I 
I mean, the best way to, I just need to go for it, essentially. We were trying to get four cars. We were trying to run the IP2000 race as well, but unfortunately that wasn't able to, to happen for whatever reason, but <laughs> maybe next year. Oh, boy. Because what's, what's four? When you could have, you've already got three. What's one more, right? That's insane. Yeah. Um, again, three distinctly different approaches uh, with those cars and three different driving styles. Who are you racing for in each of the three divisions? So for the midget, we're going with Team Ray Pro. For the USF 2000, we're going going with Legacy Autosport. And the Silver Crown, we're going with Davey Hamilton Racing. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Davey uh, has been around forever. I know Davey. He's a great guy. Um, and uh, his son, Davey Jr., good racer, too. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a great time, man. Uh, hope the weather holds out for you there. I know it, uh, it can be tough in indiana this time of the year uh sometimes you get uh 85 or 90 in sun and sometimes you get 65 or 70 in storms so um yeah. it seems like with memorial weekend it's uh it it, it kind of is a 50 50 shot so i hope that until you're able to get all that in that is a i can't wait to to hear the results of that you've got so much going on how are you enjoying all this man i mean when i'm not having to worry about school at the same time there was a three-week period in between my spring semester ending for college and my summer my summer class starting it was a three-week period where all i was doing was traveling and racing and i was like man this is the life like this is pretty much exactly what i want to do for as long as possible yeah so it's it's quite enjoyable and just being able to race as much as possible and with the development developmental schedule my dad's created it's uh definitely a challenge it's not it's not like some easy walk in the park racing every single weekend until thanksgiving and even after that so but it's definitely fulfilling and something i hope to keep on doing for sure so that's uh friday night and then of course on saturday um i think uh you're going to be here aren't you at hickory motor speedway to run the uh, carolina pro late model series yes and indeed, I am with uh, Rick Ware Racing. Yes. Okay. And might I add, I'm also running a Skid Barber F4 race at New Jersey Motorsports Park on on this actually tomorrow. Today's Monday, so actually, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, okay. And then and then going to Lucas Oil Raceway to race the three different cars, and then we're going to the Prolate race at Hickory. Yeah. So. Now, quite a busy week. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five races in less than seven days and you just came off a pair of races uh at uh barbara motorsports park incredible just uh great stuff uh i know that uh, you are the envy of a lot of other racers right now do, getting to do all this um so i want before we let you go real quick um who helps you make all this happen um well bird racing obviously my daddy's uh he's the one that gets the schedule together and all that but um the main sponsors, Signing Day Sports, Hope Givers International, Tilson HR, FMX, Speed Sport, Skip Barber Racing, um, FMX, and Kipsu, those all pretty much all those guys. I mean, they, they're they're making this all happen. Rickware Racing, obviously, we're partnering with them. So, and all the race teams, Davy Hamilton, uh, Team Ray Pro Legacy Autosport. I mean, it, we can only do this because other people are willing to partner with us and. We don't have the assets they do, and we're able to use them, luckily enough. So happy to be able to make make all that happen. 
That is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. the Birdman. He's going to be a busy Birdman uh, flying around, <laughs> racing a lot of different stuff over the next week. Uh, keep your eye out for more from him on Motorsports Madness. And real quickly, Tom, in about 30 seconds before we go to break, Nathan Bird is crazy. We established that during his first interview, but you're right. He's the envy of a lot of young racers right now. Oh, for sure. And he's uh, he's such a top-notch young man, too. And he's really adapted quickly to a lot of these cars that he's driving. Hasn't had a great deal of experience. So going to be fun to see how uh, the rest of the season plays out for him. That it will. It's been fun to uh, hear about everything he's doing over the last couple of weeks. And for those wondering, uh, I'm excited for the Carb Night Classic because pavement midgets and silver crown cars are back on the same card at Lucas Oil Raceway. Five grand to win for the midgets, ten grand to win for the silver crown show. It is going to be a whole ton of fun in Brownsburg, Indiana. We're going to step aside, take another commercial break. When we return, even more motorsports madness so don't go anywhere how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Sure, right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. 
When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert. Tom, I was thinking about this during the break after the Birdman interview that we just finished up with there with Nathan Bird, and the fact that we have pavement midgets back at Lucas Oil Raceway, and the significance of that is not lost on me. It shouldn't be lost on you either, because you were definitely around during the heyday of what I'm about to mention, and the fact that this is kind of, yeah, okay, it's on a Friday night because carb night, but pavement midgets at Lucas Oil was part of the wide world of sports there on ABC, ESPN, and what eventually became Thursday Night Thunder for so many years. It's just great to see that division back at the uh, the house that kind of made it famous and brought so many names and made them household uh, household you know part of people's household discussions um, in racing, like a Jeff Gordon or you know some of those guys that catapulted to, to uh, Starnum. Oh, it's incredible to see this going on again and see the midgets back there and, and what a combination. Um, I just think this would be a dream show to attend. And uh, for someone like Nathan being able to run all three of the divisions, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the midgets have been such a part of um, you know, really short track Midwest racing as a whole for so very long now. And uh, to see them back at Soil Raceway, where Thursday Night Thunder was so, so much fun for all those years that it was on, um, is pretty darn incredible, and I just hope it's a great show for everybody. I hope it is, too. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it, wishing uh, Casey Kohler and all the folks at Lucas Oil Raceway, Levi Jones, USAC, uh, a great show. I know I will be, uh, I, yes, I'll be at the uh, at the track at Charlotte for the Truck Series race Friday night, but I won't lie, there will be a, uh, there will be a, a, a small window in the corner of my computer screen with the video from the Carb Night Classic uh, at least playing in the background so I can somewhat keep an eye on what's going on there. Of course, that just the start of the short track activities. The Little 500 for non-wing sprint cars at Anderson Speedway in Indiana Saturday. I mean, this is just a dream leading up to the 105th Indianapolis 500 for Hoosier State race fans. We'll talk more about the Little 5 later in the show right now. A break. Back with more Madden after this how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, Tom Baker remaining with you. And as we reach or cross, rather, the halfway point of the show, it's hard to believe it's already more than half over, uh, we have a message from our friends at My Computer Career who, uh, Tom, if somebody's looking for a career in IT, whether that's a first career, second career, change in career, or, you know, just looking to do something different, My Computer Career knows how to help them out. Yes, they do. And uh, it is indeed a good opportunity if you're in a position where you feel like you just want to change careers. Maybe you're looking for a first career or just you want to improve your life. You want to just uh, look into something different from the job situation, career situation. My computer career can definitely help with that. IT is still a very much in-demand field, even in the current climate that we're in here. Uh, My computer career has has a great training program for that. So just go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu, and take the free career evaluation. If you want to pursue a career in IT, they have financial aid available, including the GI Bill, if you're eligible. And the training is just one to two days a week online. That's it. And within four to six months, you can be 
be on your way to a brand new career. They even have, they'll work with hundreds of employers to help you when you're ready uh, to actually go out into the workforce. So um, again, this uh, could be a good opportunity for you. Mycomputercareer.edu doesn't cost you anything to take a look. And uh, we wish all of you uh, to continue to be safe and have a happy holiday. Um, and and remember just to uh, just what Memorial Day weekend means. And the folks at My Computer Career um, very uh, much mindful of that. So uh, everybody enjoy Memorial Day weekend. And again, mycomputercareer.edu. Check them out. Indeed, we appreciate their support of this program, and if you're just joining us, this program is only halfway done. We've already heard from the Birdman, Nathan Bird, on his Carbonite Classic endeavors coming up we're going to hear from Carson Hosevar of Nice Motorsports, who has been pretty well tearing it up lately in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He's a young 18-year-old from Michigan who's doing a lot of good things in his first full-time season in the division. That's coming up around the turn along with more conversation. We'll be back right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? 
At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert remaining with you. And Seth, before we transition into our next interview, I want to uh, get your thoughts, because you and I, I think, have talked about Carson Hosevar's runs in recent weeks. He he stood out at Darlington uh, solid at Coda despite not being a road racer. This is a team and a driver who I think is really coming into his own now after a handful of starts this year to kind of really get the full-time truck deal underneath him. Yeah, I'm almost feeling like that if there had been practice throughout the season except for uh, Daytona and Coda and the uh, Bristol dirt track that Carson probably would be do- faring much better than he is right now. Granted, uh, right now he has contended uh, for top fives, maybe even for the win at Darlington. But aside from that, he's been hit and miss, which a little bit of that might also be Nice struggling as well. And they've recently announced they're going to uh, scale back from four full-time co- trucks to three full-time trucks, which that might also be helping Carson uh, run better as well because it's that um, much more that they can focus on his truck, Ryan Truex, and whoever's in their third truck, which is a little bit of a round robin right now. That it is. Tom, uh, are you surprised, impressed, or a little you know, a little bit of both, or neither when it comes to how Carson Hosevar has kind of rounded into form lately? Um, I don't know if I'm surprised. I'm definitely impressed. I mean, Carson's been a prospect for the last uh, few seasons on the short tracks and um, got some experience this past year, uh, obviously in a very difficult uh, situation with very little practice time or anything at most of the races. So um, I, I'm definitely impressed, and I, I think I'm happy for Nice Motorsports that he's doing well also. Um, and I think he's a young man who may take another year or so to really kind of round into shape, but um, I think he's got a lot of upside potential, and Carson's a great kid. Um, I think he's got some some good uh, a, a good future coming up if he can uh, just continue to get into the right positions to uh, climb the ladder. Well, in this segment now, we're going to hear from Carson Hosevar. I got a chance to catch up with him uh, going into the Circuit of the Americas weekend. We didn't necessarily talk road course racing, more so about his season to date, where he feels the team is at, and a whole lot more. So we'll, uh, we'll stand back and hear from driver number 42, Carson Hosevar. I don't want to talk about the whole road course thing first. I just want to talk about the fact that you're coming off easily what I would call, you know, your best run so far in a truck, your your most complete run so far in a truck when it comes to, you know, going up there and getting a really solid third place finish. I mean, this looks like Carson Hosevar starting to really wrap your arms around this whole truck series thing finally. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's was really good to show speed and then show speed throughout the whole race and, and finish where I think 
Uh, you know, I think we ran most of the day. So it was it was good to finally not have any catastrophic failures. You know, we had to fight through some adversity, but I think, uh, you know, a good race car easily fixes or will overcome bad luck any day. So, um, you know, working with Phil Gould for the first time, and, you know, there's a lot of just pieces that just fell together at Darlington really well. How big was that? Because I know for a young guy, having somebody who knows what they're doing in your ear and kind of guiding you can be a really big help. And Phil has been there, done that with a lot of different guys, you know, in the truck series before. What was that like being able to to work with him for the first time and kind of lean on his knowledge a little bit to improve what you've been doing? Yeah, I mean, luckily, our truck was really good, so we didn't have to make any big swings or anything. And you know, it's kind of an easy day communication-wise on just trying to pick the right strategy and and really focus on, uh, you know, just learning each other without, you know, having to throw big swings at it and have to learn my, my characteristics on what adjustments I liked on the fly. Um, you know, I, I, I think it just uh, kind of made for an easy day to learn each other uh, where we didn't have to make big swings like we did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you came from late models. There was an adjustment, you know, in the handful of starts you made last year, but even into this year. I mean, what has what has that transition been like? Learning the trucks, kind of maybe unlearning some habits from late models, or picking up some new habits that you hadn't had to learn before. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just uh, you know how to manipulate the air. You know, there's there's a handful of guys that can get in and be really good. Uh, week in and week out in the truck series and being able to lean on Ross Chastain more than anything has been big and uh, you know that's kind of the standard that I hold myself uh, to to uh, you know to eventually be be at that level on uh, you know wherever I start the race you know you'll you'll find me up front and we struggled at Kansas so I was really down on myself a little bit on uh, you know just still learning the mile and a half so to be able to go to Darlington which you know, I wouldn't say it's a true mile and a half, but uh, you know, it's still got a lot of arrow characteristics, a lot of fall off, mm-hmm. and to run as good as as we did, uh, you know, fight through adversity and, and really be up front. That was really big, and hopefully, we could just you know keep chipping away and have that an every week deal. Does that run give you the confidence now going forward that that you know it's not just a, you know a, a handful of races or, or, or circumstances that you can can run up against these guys that are contending for wins on a weekly basis? Yeah, I think you know when 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 you get that first top five or you get that first top ten, you're you're instantly you know that doesn't settle for you anymore. You gotta you gotta chase your next goal, and I think. You know, our, our next goal is being in potential to win the races regularly. And, uh, you know, I think we've been chipping away at that slowly but surely. You know, without practice, you know, the next race is your practice to work on your program. And we were really buying the eight ball at Vegas, and we've just been, in, uh, you know, inching our way better, uh, you know, each week. And now that I think we have a really good package, you know, I'm, I'm really confident in that we can take that package most of the time anywhere these mile and a half and really um, you know have, have a good showing 
where do you feel like you need to improve going forward? Is there are, are there any big things that that you feel like are areas where you can work on, or is it just now? You know, now that you've got the your arms around it somewhat, is it more about just all those little things that the last few tenths and hundredths of a second here and there that it takes to be successful? Yeah, I think it's all the little details of putting a race together. You know, I think I've shown speed uh, quite a bit. And it's just it's putting that whole race together, you know, not making a mistake on pit road, um, really taking advantage of the lights, getting in and out of the box cleanly but quickly, and then uh, just being very detailed on just keeping your momentum up and managing the air and uh, you know just minimizing those mistakes to execute. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen in the truck series, and if you you self destruct, you, know, you throw your way out of it. Where you know let the other guys you know make that mistake one big point that Carson made that I think is important to note, Tom, in the last minute before we go to break here is the transition. The last two races he's been working with Phil Gould, who's the same crew chief that brought Ross Chastain to the championship four with Nice Motorsports a couple of years ago. Carson didn't start the year with Phil Gould, but now that they've uh, slimmed back to three trucks and he has Phil in his corner, I think that's part of the game changer and maybe the uptick in performance that we're seeing out of that 42 truck because Phil is an industry veteran. He knows his stuff. Well, I was just going to say it certainly can't hurt when you see when you put uh, a younger driver with a veteran like that. And uh, yeah, he, he was a lot of the reason why Ross ran so well in that truck a couple of years ago. But uh, it's that's a good pairing, it sounds like. And certainly that'll give Carson somebody he can uh, learn from. And uh, it should be interesting to see how the rest of his season plays out. I think it will be. Carson Hosevar, the rest of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series field, will be in action Friday night, North Carolina Education Lottery 200 at America's Home for Racing, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, of course, providing that it doesn't decide to uh, open up and deliver precipitation on us. We're crossing our fingers and hoping that doesn't happen. Right now, though, we're crossing our fingers and heading to a break back with more madness right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Seth Eggers still with you. We heard from Nathan Bird earlier about the Carb Night Classic. Tom Jesse Love is going to be running the Carb Night Classic as well in a pavement midget, uh, reuniting with his old uh, car owner from the BCRA days, Trace Van Dyne, and they're going to take a stab at that 5,000 to win feature on Friday night. And almost 30 cars, and you want to talk about a driver that's motivated to pick up a win. This would be a marquee win for Jesse if he could pull it off. Yeah, it surely would, but uh, man, this is uh, this is a highly competitive 30-car field. It isn't as though uh, there are a couple of hot dogs and a bunch of rookies. It's uh, This is going to be a star-studded field, and certainly Jesse's capable of it. The car is capable of it. Um, you know, he hasn't run the midget uh, in a little bit. It's been a year or two since he's been in the car, I think, and, uh, certainly hasn't run, uh, the midget at Lucas oil. So this is all going to be a new experience for him. Uh, it'll be real interesting to see how he fares against some of the best in the business. And I can't wait to watch him go head to head because he is a top young prospect and he's very versatile. Yes, he is. Uh, reigning Arkham Menard Series West champion, trying to go back-to-back in that division this year, uh, possibly running a little bit more midget stuff, uh, doing some time in uh, various super late models for Toyota Racing Development, Wimmer Motorsports this year. So Jesse has a lot going on as it gets into the summer months, but a lot going on surrounding this weekend as well. And I, I know we kind of touched on it earlier. We'll circle back around now to uh, a little bit of Indianapolis 500 conversation, Tom, um, because qualifying is complete. Scott Dixon, as I predicted on this show last Thursday, is on the poll, and it is now time to think about who is going to win 
and become immortal as the winner of the 105th Indianapolis 500 back in May, where it belongs, and a lot of good, good cars starting deep. Yeah, and you know, it's intriguing, isn't it, this year, the field, the way that uh, everybody qualified. I mean, I thought there were some real surprises, frankly, in the Fast 9 I think the biggest one um, may have been Elio Castroneves. I mean, you you uh, actually talked very highly of Elio and his chances in this uh, Shank Myers uh, Myers Shank uh, entry, but I think that um, you know I think a lot of people were really surprised that he was able to qualify it as well as he has, and and I. I think with some of the guys like the some of the Penske cars and all that that are starting deep in the field, my only hope is that we get we've had some races lately where there just haven't been a lot of passing. It's been a tough package or whatever. Um, I'm hoping this year it's wide open and these guys can come from back to front. But it's going to be interesting, Jacob, to see what kind of strategies maybe some of these guys that are starting deep in the field use early in the race in terms of maybe pit stops or different things like that to be able to uh, get themselves into the front of the field and in position to run for the win at the end. Seth, I think what we need in as far as that front is concerned is we actually need things to be a little bit cooler come race time on Sunday, which is a possibility. Um, it just is a hope, I think, between now and then that the forecast doesn't change all that much. Yeah, it is possible. And you know some teams are going to do strategy almost no matter what. And I'm actually going to quote a uh, stat that uh, one of my friends over at Drafting the circuits, uh, Frank Santorowski uh, found earlier this year, and I believe I've shared it in this uh, chat before, is that every uh, one-digit year, so uh, 91, 2001, 2011, uh, is either a first-time winner, a second-time winner, a third-time winner, or a fourth-time winner of the Indy 500. And based on the cycle that has gone through, uh, it was a four-time winner in 91, I believe, a first-time winner in 2001, a second-time winner in 2011. So based on that, it would either be Takuma Sato or Elio Castroneves uh, for a third-time winner this year. Now, hang on a minute, Seth. Your math is a little flawed there. Remember, Elio has three, um, 01, 02, okay. and 09. Sorry, Takuma, so. Takuma then. Yeah, I, I, I like the I like the idea of Takuma Sato, uh, and that would be big, Peter, because if Takuma Sato wins back-to-back Indianapolis 500, he'll also collect on a pretty big paycheck. The Borg Warner, uh, the Borg Warner back-to-back bonus is in play for a driver that can win consecutive Indy 500s. It hasn't been done since Elio in 02. Three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. It goes up by twenty thousand dollars every year for a driver. You know, when a driver doesn't win back-to-back, so almost. Almost four hundred thousand dollars if Takuma Sato in bonus money if Sato wins the five hundred um, this weekend. That's certainly some extra motivation for Takuma to go out and get a second straight third overall Indy five hundred. His win last year was certainly maybe overshadowed by the way that race ended and Scott Dixon just overall dominating the race and losing it in the end. No fans and everything else. Just a lot of. Other stuff overshadowed his win and clouded just everything about last year's Indy 500 for sure. So I'd love to see him truly celebrate a 
much more closer to normal Indy 500 victory. I want to start going around the table with a couple of potential predictions for Sunday now. Tom, then Peter, then Seth. I'll start with you guys in that order for this one. Percent chance that Will Power from 32nd on the grid after hitting the wall on his qualifying run during the last row shootout can win the Indy 500. Oh, boy. I mean, you can never count a Penske car out of winning the Indy 500, but honestly, I'm not feeling willpower this year or any of the Penske guys, really. Um, I'm going to say probably 40% because it certainly can be done from the back. I just don't feel good about the Penske car's chances. I don't believe anyone from the last row has ever won the Indy 500 in the previous 104 races. So I got to give Will Powers chances at like 5%. It'll be slim, but it'll certainly be history if it does happen. Seth, fix your stat. Meanwhile, I was going to say, fix your stat first. Yeah, first off, fixing my stat. I said Elio, I meant Juan Pablo. Uh, now that I think about it. However, uh, for... Will Power's chances, I would say 1%. I'll be honest, uh, on a different podcast, Drafting the Circuits, at the beginning of the year, we did uh, bold predictions for each series. And for IndyCar, my bold prediction was that a Penske car would DNQ from the Indy 500, and Will Power almost did. So I was not off by much. I'm going to make the point here for um, in, in regards to Will Power. I'm going to put it at 25% because I think it can be done. But I agree. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too bullish on Will Power's chances after how uh, how much the Penske cars have struggled for speed during the month. Now I'll I'll go in reverse order this time, just so Tom can't go first on this one. Seth, then Peter, then Tom. Of these two drivers, Pietro Fittipaldi or Scott McLaughlin, who is going to be the higher finishing rookie during this weekend's Indianapolis 500, Seth? Well, I'm going to go with Pietro Fittipaldi. I, I just have a good feeling about him this weekend. Uh, I have a good feeling about both rookies for that matter, but I just have a good feeling about Pietro. I'll disagree and say Scott McLaughlin. Out of any Penske car, he's shown the most pace throughout the several practice sessions. He finished second in his first oval race earlier this year at Texas. I think if any Penske car is to show out and make any noise on Sunday, it will be that three car. See, I uh, actually have to agree with you. I think Scotty... Uh, could surprise uh and so this is a toss-up for me but i'm i guess i'll I'll choose Pietro Fittipaldi just because, again, he's had a pretty good month, surprisingly uh, good month, I think, so far. And uh, I think Pietro's got the patience that it takes to manage correctly, unlike, you know, other who come in and want to just drive to the front right off. I think Pietro actually uh, could pull off a really, really strong run. So to me, it's a 50-50, but I'm picking Pietro. I like Scott McLaughlin's chances. I think he has the aggression, the balanced aggression, I'll say, 
to get the job done and content. I think he finishes inside the top 10 at the end of this Indy 500. Uh, he's just an immense talent. I think uh, he, you know, Roger Penske was not wrong when he brought him into the fold, and I think it's going to be a, a very, very big deal uh, when Scott McLaughlin finishes strong. Final one, and we got about two minutes here. Tom, then Seth, then Peter. Percent chance that we have a first-time Indy 500 winner. Oh, I'd say 50% or better with some of the uh, drivers in the field who haven't won the event. I think you've got about a 50-50 chance here, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see somebody new win. Um, and and I think there's probably about 10 drivers we all can name right off the bat that we think could get it done, uh, Seth. I would say 50-50 as well, just because of the sheer number of first-time winners uh, that are potentially in the field. I was going to say 50-50 as well, but just to be different, I'll say 45%. I like the chances of, I think it's eight or nine past winners in this field. I like their chances at upsetting and getting another Borg Warner trophy. I say 35% just because I think the strength of the drivers that have already won the Indy 500 is going to be a big key in terms of probably having a repeat winner. However, if there's going to be a first-time winner, I say it comes down to two that have not won it that will have a good shot to win it. One is the driver who finished fourth a year ago, Graham Rahal, and the other is a driver who finished second to Will Power in 2018 and is Indy's favorite son, Ed Carpenter. I think those two are the two that are best poised to potentially get their maiden Borg Warner trophies on Sunday. 105th Indy 500. More conversation right around the turn. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. 
Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert, Tom Baker remaining with you as we uh, wind into the closing stages of tonight's program. Uh, I want to do a little bit more with the Indy 500 before we go into our fantasy picks for uh, Coke 600 weekend. And I want to make the point, Tom, and I think this is really important to note. Of course, last August, the Indy 500 was run Without fans due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Takuma Sato won in front of you know dead silence. And IMS announcing this week something that I think is really cool. During driver introductions, Takuma Sato will actually get, and it, it, unlike uh, normally where they have the entire row uh, walk out, Takuma Sato will actually get an introduction all by himself to allow the fans a proper opportunity to salute the 2020 champion of the greatest spectacle in racing. And I think that's so cool it's well deserved and it's just it's the right thing to do given how weird everything was a year ago that Takuma wasn't able to to get his due I I think it's it's fantastic to see them be able to make that happen this time and allow uh, all of Indianapolis's faithful to properly give a guy who has given so much to IndyCar racing the salute that he deserves for winning the biggest race in the world a second time See, I think that's awesome as well. I'm totally 100% in favor of that. Takuma has been one of the hardest working racers in the last, uh, what, decade or more, it feels like by now. Um, and, you know, he's he, he didn't get, I mean, that was such a different sort of uh, almost just uh, anticlimactic Indy 500 last fall. And um, obviously uh, nobody to blame for that. It was just the circumstances. And so to be able to give him an opportunity to, to hear the crowd's applause and such, I think is a, is a very, very nice gesture. Um, and you know, again, it, it may be breaking slightly with tradition, but who really cares? This is a special circumstance and I think he deserves that. Absolutely right now. And Takuma, I think Peter is one of the nicest guys, regardless of, of situation in the NTT IndyCar Series paddock. He's always smiling. I don't, you know, I hardly remember a time when he hasn't been cordial and very open to the media, to the fans. I mean, this is a guy who has just eat, ate, slept, and breathed. I'll get my tenses right. Uh, IndyCar racing for as long as he's been in the United States and and, and been a part of this. So, uh, like I said, fitting that he gets his due. And as we mentioned before, he has a lot of incentive to try and get a third 
Indianapolis 500 victory this weekend. It's beyond appropriate for Indi- Indianapolis Motor Speedway to give him this opportunity to be saluted by all the fans in attendance during driver introductions because, like I said in the last segment, just nothing felt right at the Indy 500 last year. Not even him winning the victory lane moments, everything. Just So I'm glad that he'll have his one moment in the spotlight in front of not a capacity crowd, but still hundreds of thousands of people in attendance to be saluted as now a two-time Indy 500 champion. And that's the other big story, Seth, isn't it, this weekend? The fact that we are going to have the largest sport, the largest attendance at a sporting event since the uh, pandemic began last March in this country, uh, 135,000 fans, 40% of IMS grandstand capacity will attend this weekend's race. Um, you know, Roger and Roger Penske and all the IMS staff uh, still keeping a lot of safety measures. Masks will still be in place at the Speedway this weekend, but it's a big deal. I mean, this is the, I think, biggest step towards normal that we've seen so far. And just, yes, it won't be a capacity crowd, but a lot of the energy, the ambiance, what makes Indy Indy will be back on Sunday, as Joel Sebastianelli pointed out on our show a week ago. And I am all for that, and I'm so looking forward to watching it on Sunday. And another factor that they are doing in Indianapolis, they are not going to black out the race like how they have done in previous years. I know they didn't do it last year because there are no fans uh, in the stands. But I would almost go a step further and say Sunday is the biggest spectating day since the start of the pandemic because not only do you have 40% capacity at Indy, which is the biggest crowd that there will be since the start of the pandemic, but you're going to have 100% capacity at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So combined, I would almost say that this is the biggest step uh, towards normalcy that we've had so far. Oh, I completely agree with that, and I, I, you know, it's it's a big step forward and a big positive, Tom. There's just I, you know, I feel more positive going into this weekend than I have in a long time. Just at the direction we're headed again, that we are coming out of of everything that we've been dealing with the last year. There's just a an energy that I feel like we haven't had around not just auto racing, but really I feel like kind of you know around the entire country. It just there's a lot of things I think to look forward to as we go into the summer months and that's a great feeling and it's just been long overdue to kind of have some of that back hasn't it well in terms of you know us here in the u.s uh, you know for sporting events and such yes there definitely is a lot of uh, progress and we're thankful for that and we're also uh, obviously ever mindful of uh, our audience outside of the u.s in places like canada and other parts of the world where this is uh, still ongoing and we certainly continue to pray for everyone in uh you know in those areas to to be, to be safe and stay safe and that uh this thing will just get be gone soon here but uh, you're right uh certainly a great weekend upcoming for for us for our big races and uh, we're we're very thankful for that 
let's go ahead and knock out our fantasy picks, and then we can uh, hit on a couple of more bullets going into uh, the weekend. I'm still in the basement. Seth is still somewhat ahead of me. Peter is still somewhat ahead of both of us, and Tom is still somewhat closer to the top, and Nick DeGroote is still stopping on all of us. I swear, he's got some insider trading information over there at motorsport.com or something. I, I, I'm going to tell Randy Miller next time I talk to him to call foul, and, and, and we should investigate how DeGroote can possibly be so good at this. But anyhow, um, my picks for the weekend. We have a truck race Friday, Xfinity Saturday, and a cup race on Sunday. And I feel like for me right now, it is a toss-up between two drivers in the truck series for supremacy. And I am not going to go with the driver who has dominated over the uh, course of the season. I'm going to go with the driver that I think is turning a corner in the right direction and say John, uh, John Hunter Nemechek will not win. He will get beat by Sheldon Creed on Friday night. Uh, the Xfinity race Saturday, you can't keep a good driver down for too long. Austin Sindrick, double deuce, is going to go back to victory lane at and he is going to win at Charlotte. And Sunday, for the Coke 600, I am going to pick the driver that dominated a few years ago and made this embarrassingly bad, and he is going to win his fourth race of the season. It is going to be MTJ race winner Martin Truex Jr. taking the Sunday honors once again, Seth. Meanwhile, for me, uh, because, as you said, the two of us are basically down in the basement I'm going with the ones that have been winning all year, or seem like they have been winning all year. Ben Rhodes in the Truck Series, Austin Cindric in the Xfinity Series, and although he hasn't won yet in Cup, at least this year, he's finished top three in just about every race, except maybe Coda and Kansas. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin in the Cup Series. For me, for trucks, I think back to this race a year ago, it was the bounty race between Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch, and neither of them are in the field this weekend. And the other driver who really stood out in that race a year ago is Zane Smith. I'm picking him to get the win on Friday night. In Xfinity, I'm picking Justin Allgaier because Junior Motorsports, shockingly, has never won at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think that changes this weekend. And then for Cup, I'll agree with Seth and say Denny Hamlin gets the monkey off his back. All right, Tom, show us all up and tell us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> well, the last couple of weeks, I haven't really shown too many people up. I've been in a slump, so we'll try to get out of it this week. Um, for the trucks, uh, Kyle Busch usually wins this, but he's not racing. So uh, what you do, you pick a Kyle Busch racing entry, a Kyle Busch motorsports entry. So uh, John Hunter Nemechek in the truck series uh, going to – the Xfinity series, I really think that this may be an opportunity for one Daniel Hemrick to get the win, um, but I'm not picking him. I'm taking Noah Gregson. And in the Cup Series, um, I believe what I see here, there's only a couple of drivers that are really uh, consistently up front, and I love the Hendrick cars. I just, uh, it, it, to me, it's Hamlin or it's uh, Truex, and so uh, I'm just going to take a flyer and say that uh, Truex gets another win, and hopefully it's not as lopsided as uh, the one he had back a few years. When he led all but, uh, what, eight laps, six laps, Seth? I, he led so many laps, I forget. It's all but eight laps. Okay, yeah, eight, eight laps. And that, was, and that was actually the first points-paying cup race I covered in person. I'm sorry. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, so I want to go back and explain the reasoning why I picked Sheldon Creed, because Tom, there was method to my madness that involves news that happened earlier today. The talk has been for weeks, why does Sheldon Creed, the defending truck series champion, have a blank truck? He do well, he doesn't have a blank truck anymore. Starting this weekend, sponsorship, 12 races, liftkitsforless.com, the orange and blue paint scheme, will adorn the two-truck for 12 truck series races throughout the remainder of this season, starting Friday night at Charlotte. That is great news for the truck series for Sheldon Creed and proof that, indeed, sponsors still see value in the truck series. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's great news for Sheldon Creed. Not sure if it's the best news for his competition, but uh, definitely good to see Sheldon grab that sponsorship. And I think they're going to be very happy with what they're getting in terms of uh, both performance and the driver who is uh, easy to talk to and is a fun, fun guy. Uh, you know, with a with a really neat history, and so uh, hopefully that relationship continues to build uh, between uh, sponsor and driver. Uh, one other nugget to note out of the NASCAR set, Tom, um, a change atop the spotter's stand for Chase Elliott this weekend. His cousin, Trey Poole, who has worked with Hendrick Motorsports, worked with Chase's marketing team for a while, and uh, actually helped spot at some of the road courses, will take over the spotting duties uh, this weekend at Charlotte because Chase's primary spotter, Eddie DeHaunt, suspended uh, from NASCAR and from Hendrick Motorsports indefinitely after a recent arrest in Catawba County. Yeah, um, that one's just uh, a tough one. So we, uh, you know, we're, we're glad to see that uh, the, the spotter situation's been settled for the weekend and hopefully uh, Young Master Pool does a good job with Chase and... Um, you know, and we'll be able to kind of go forward with him for as long as he needs to. I want to indulge you the last 45 seconds because we've talked about the Indy 500, the Coke 600, uh, most everything else, Carb Night, Little 500 Saturday night at Anderson Speedway, 33 sprint cars, three wide, one of yours and my favorite events all year long, Cody Swanson on the pole looking for another victory. This is just a cool, cool, cool event every year. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, the Little Five is one of the most unique events in all of motorsports. Um, and for those who are wondering, how do you do 500 laps without a pit stop? You don't. These cars all make pit stops in the infield, and there is no sort of a sign pit row kind of thing. It's a crazy process to watch this. Um, and so any of you that get a chance to check out the Little Five, please do it. You will thank me later. It is one of the most incredible short track races of the entire year. There is nothing else like it. Absolutely right. And if you're looking for a streaming option for that event, MavTVPlus.com will have all the action Saturday night from Anderson. We're going to take our final break. White flag and final thoughts right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert still with you. Final thoughts, about 30 seconds apiece. I'll start with Peter just to be different tonight. What do you got? Just looking forward to one of my favorite weekends of the year with the Indy 500 and all the racing in Charlotte. Really looking forward to it and for some short track racing at Hickory on Saturday night. Seth? Finally, 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 I can be back inside a racetrack. That's my final thought. I think we're all excited about that. I'm, I'm. It's been since February 2020 that I've been in the infield for a NASCAR event, so I'm eager Same for it. here. Tom? Well, I always like to take a moment 
to remember, obviously, what the meaning of Memorial Day weekend is and the fact that uh, we remember those who have fought for our freedom here in the U.S. Uh, and we salute our troops all weekend long. Uh, hope everybody has a great, safe weekend of racing. And again, for those around the world who are still going through this uh, uh, virus and, and, and where things are still so dicey, we are thinking and, and praying about all of you as well. Indeed. With that, we draw this edition of Motorsports Madness to a close, and we do take a moment to salute all of our United States Armed Forces, past and present, those fighting for our freedom and those who have given the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. We remember you on this weekend, and thank you all for your service. For Tom Baker, Peter Strata, Seth Eggert, I'm Jacob Seelman. We'll be back next Thursday for another edition of The Madness. Keep it off the wall till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.